Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA, 710. I am Dave Denholm hanging out with you here on the home of world football in Southern California. We have got a jam-packed show for you. What's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly, sponsored by Pocock Brewing. Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company, embrace life, drink good beer. And I'll tell you who's in all likelihood drinking a lot of good beer. It's Toronto FC. TFC gets it done in MLS Cup. We'll be talking about that. That's what's on tap along with the Liga MX final. We got the Club World Cup. We got the Champions League and Europa League draws. And the Galaxy signed a player along with LAFC building their roster. So much to get to here on Soccer Weekly. We begin with MLS Cup champions, Toronto FC, dominant like we said here on Soccer Weekly, they would be. Now, I predicted 3-1 if Toronto FC got an early goal. That did not happen. And yet they were still able to maintain their poise and presence and composure and eventually break through. Make no mistake. That was the biggest 2-0 thrashing you could possibly see. And you know what I'm talking about. If it weren't for two words... It would have been 5-1, 5-0, 6-0, Stefan Fry. Those are the two words. He was, again, for the second straight season in the MLS Cup Final, he was electric in goal. Save after save after tough save after tough save. Victor Vasquez, Michael Bradley, Josie Altidore, Jonathan Osorio pouring forward, taking back the ball, beta shore. Drew Moore, Justin Moore, you know the names. All Every last TFC, Alex Bono and goal, all 11 of them dominant. And they were pouring forward time and time again. I found myself fascinated watching their passing game and also watching how they dismembered Seattle and the Seattle offense. There was none. It was offensive. There was so little offense from Seattle. But then you start to realize, this is not really Seattle's fault. There is nothing they can do. They tried the same thing last year and won because Stephen Fry stood on his head and Toronto just couldn't find the back of the net. For a while in the second half, I found myself thinking, now, if Seattle, let's say, were to come back and win or whatever, fine. You know, make the comeback. Even in the first half, I was thinking this one, it was still nil-nil for a while. I started thinking the way Seattle's playing again, being dominated like they were dominated in 2016, not getting a shot on goal off but still winning in penalties, I started to think, is Seattle in 2016 the worst MLS Cup champion we've ever seen? Right, The performance we saw last season. Now, they had a good season. I'm not saying they're a bad team. They won it. They won it fair and square. They won the PKs you know, and beat Toronto in PKs. They deserve the title. Not taking it away from But wh- I started to think about midway through the first half even, are, is Seattle the worst MLS Cup champion ever last year? Because I keep seeing Toronto pouring forward, dominant possession, brilliant pinging around the ball, one-touch passing, two-touch passing, open spaces for TFC. And then when Seattle did win the ball, it was like a red storm to get it back. Constantly in that first half, and yet it was nil-nil. And I started to think, is Seattle the worst champion last year that we've ever seen? 
And then something changed in the second half in my mind. I realized that's not the case. There's just nothing Seattle can do against this Toronto team. Toronto is just that good as I watched it. And I've, we've said the names all year. Bradley, Vasquez, Victor Vasquez was amazing in that final. Michael Bradley, I've never seen play better. Told his dad that at the LAFC expansion draft. And you heard that show, the special yesterday. This is the obviously the soccer weekly show we do each and every week here. But even during the expansion draft show yesterday, you heard the Bob Bradley interview. I told him afterwards, your son's never played better. And Josie Altidore holding the ball up, passing to his teammates. In fact, he was a little too deferential in the first half of that game and yet still had a magnificent game. The finish was with a plum. And it it made me sway my opinion. No, Seattle is not the worst MLS Cup participants ever or the worst MLS Cup champion last season. No way. Toronto FC is just that good. And sometimes we have to, instead of criticizing in sports, give credit. Let's stop looking at the negative all the time and give credit. No, Seattle's not bad. They were beaten, and they were beaten handily. And they were made to be, they were made to be looking bad on MLS Cup night by a superior team. Sometimes good outshines bad or poor in sports, right? There were times when Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal were winning titles. You can even say that about the Golden State Warriors now or LeBron when he's won. The team they're playing wasn't bad. They were just too good. Just too good. And it leads me to think, and I said it, and I thought I believed it all along, right? Only in the sense that I was waiting for them to actually win MLS Cup. Toronto FC is the best team I've ever seen in Major League Soccer. They are. Now, where does that put them against my L.A. Galaxy of a few years ago? 2011, you could argue 2012, 14. Well, L.A. Galaxy is 1A, but Toronto, just a little bit deeper. Just by a hair. Now, if they play 34 games against each other, you could probably run it through a computer simulation. Chances are you'd, both teams would win close to 14, 15 games with a few ties thrown in. It wouldn't be by much, but Toronto FC is just that good. 877-710-ESPN. we got so much to get to on this show. 877-710-3776. What are your favorite draws for the Champions League draws? What are your favorite matchups? We'll be breaking that down. we got Liga MX to get to. That final. Got a little Club World Cup we're going to be talking about, but I can't get my eyes. I couldn't. Stop watching what Toronto FC was doing in that MLS Cup final. It was incredible. And, you know, so often we see MLS Cups that don't live up to the hype, right? Finals rarely do when it's one game. There's too much pressure. There's so much on the line, so much to lose. So often we see teams playing not to lose. Toronto FC, Greg Vanny, former LA Galaxy defender, changed up the formation going into the final. Because obviously he felt that was a better opportunity to take advantage of, T- of uh, Seattle's defense. And it worked. And it worked for 90-plus minutes. And I'm telling you, this Toronto FC team is loaded. 
This is a very good team. I am super pumped to see what they do in the Champions League in CONCACAF. And I cannot wait to see what they may do. Now, let's hope they do well for MLS's sake, but I'd much rather be seeing my LA Galaxy in the Champions League as fast as possible, or LAFC. What the heck? Let's get them there as quick as possible. Let's get both LA teams. How about a Champions League final on the same year we have an MLS Cup's Western Conference, you know, championship final of LA versus LAFC? Galaxy versus, remember I've called for, I used to call for it all the time, Western Conference final in the NBA. Why not the Lakers Clippers every year? Well, why not LA Galaxy versus LAFC in a Western Conference final? On the, in a trip to the, with MLS Cup on the line. And by the way, both teams would host. They both have better records in the East. That's what I really want, right? So then either one of them would host, whoever wins. And then put them both in the CONCACAF Champions League final one year. My head would explode. I don't know if I could take it. It would be incredible. But that's what you got to shoot for. LA Galaxy make a move. They signed a Norwegian defender, according to the story out of the LA Times. It's a done deal. Nor- Nor- Jorgen Shelvik from Rosenborg. And this is why I keep telling you, why you know, look, I'm the most modest man in radio. This is the best soccer show that's ever been on the radio, admittedly. I am the most modest man. But you have to listen to me when I tell you things. You should be watching Europa League. You should be watching closely for the Uruguayan League if you have the channels I have, which, you know, admittedly, I'm a junkie. You should be watching these other leagues. And in Europa League, little team called Rosenborg. Well, that's where Jorgen Schelvik's been playing. You could have been watching the Galaxy's newest signing as a central defender. 26 years old, tough, good player. He will fit right in to what was a bit of a mess defensively for the Galaxy, and he will clean that up. We were hoping Yellow Van Damme would maintain that stability. Yellow is gone in 2017. Just lost his mind. I mean... And fine, he had some personal things going on that he wanted to take care of. Understandable, bigger than sports, I get it. This kid, is not a kid, got plenty of experience, he's what, mid-20s, 26, 27, good, solid, tough defender. He will fit right in. And oh, by the way, LAFC is building their roster. They had the expansion draft, we talked about it in the expansion draft special. They make the trade for Laurent Simon to do much of what the Galaxy are trying to do with Shelvick, stabilize a back line. Simon will partner up with a kid we talked to here on the show last night, Walker Zimmerman. Seems like a fine young fellow. And, oh, by the way, pretty good football player. So both teams trying to get it done defensively. We'll see how that plays out. I like the moves on both sides. Your reaction, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, if you want to get involved. You can also hit me up on Twitter, as you know. The show is also, uh, we always live on Twitter, at Talk Soccer as well. We'll be reading some of those. Those are flying in right now. So we'll take a, a look at those. Plus, wh- still coming up, Liga MX Final. haven't even touched on that. What in the world happened in, in the, and we know this is the case with Liga. I swear, that 90-minute final, they played it so fast physically that it only was like 82 minutes. They run around. So fast in Liga MX and never stop for 90 minutes that it feels like the match is like 80. Unbelievable, the pace they keep. And 
that was Monterey and Tigres in the final. We'll talk about that, too. Soccer Weekly, Dave Denholm and you hanging out on the home of world football here in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. It is Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. The phone number for you to get involved, 877-710-3776. Look, if you're driving around, be careful. If you're going to dial that number, all right? If you're going to hit me up on Twitter, be very careful, at Talk Soccer. You can hit me up on Instagram, Dave underscore Denholm. Had a good time over at the LAFC expansion draft party, which took place late yesterday morning here in Los Angeles, Southern California. And then we had our expansion draft special just hours later. Had a chance to talk to Bob Bradley, John Thorrington, Walker Zimmerman, the LAFC new defender in the trade with FC Dallas. Essentially, uh, the Walker-Zimmerman trade is essentially MLS's version of just a, a pure transfer. A lot of the GAM and TAM was sent to FC Dallas. It's essentially money. They essentially bought Walker-Zimmerman's contract. You know, So that was a, a, a considered a trade in MLS lingo, of course. But Walker-Zimmerman, really the first big move in terms of MLS players coming to LAFC. So a big move there. Young, tough defender. Love that. Gotta love what I saw out of the Liga MX final for Apertura. The Apertura final is a battle of uh, Monterey sides, Monterey and Tigres. Two of the, I, I would say the best teams in this Apertura. They were the two best. I, I would agree that the best two got there in terms of overall and the way they played throughout the uh, Apertura. But in the, in the Liga, no doubt. They were playing the best the best football. They deserved it. Monterey and Tigres, classic matchup for the final. They go into the final game on Sunday. And, look, Monterey's at home. They have the advantage that way. They get the early goal. That Dorlan Pabon shot was just beautiful. Nothing the keeper was going to do. And you thought, uh-oh, they're at home. They got the 1-0 lead early. Look out. But, man, that is why you've got to credit Tigres for being as good as it, as it comes right now in, in, the Mexican, uh, in Mexican football, in Liga MX. Because Tigres did not wither away. They did not shrink up after going down a goal. Quite the opposite. I thought, okay, Montre is going to back down a little bit, kind of let Tigres come at him, give him a little counter punch every now and again. And, but Montre will you know, kind of maintain that control. Of it. No. No, Tigres just went after them. And that is what's so much fun about Liga MX. If you haven't watched it, most of you have, I'm sure. It is, it can only be described at times as, boy, I don't know, what's what's a good word? Uh, Helter-skelter, that's two words, but it's like, they don't mess around. When that whistle goes, it's 90 minutes of mayhem sometimes. Now, you know, look... This is not like we're talking about a league where you're like, whoa, this is very surprising. The Mexican uh, Football League, come on. I mean, it's top quality. But it's top quality and they go after it for 90 minutes. I've got a, a Colombian friend of mine. We're always talking about league amateurs like that. Like, man, you cannot. Like, I get tired watching them from my couch that they don't mess around. It is full speed ahead. And it was that way for Tigres. They knew they had to come out and get a couple of goals and they get them. Eduardo Vargas. Look, people are criticizing the American Jonathan Gonzalez a little bit on that play. Like, maybe he had he had to close down who he thought was the more dangerous at the time, which I think was Gignac in the box. But Eduardo Vargas ends up making him pay from just outside the 18 to get it going. Then they get another goal, take the lead on the Francisco Meza header. 
and they hold on. Now, the penalty, Avila Hurtado misses, but come on, he was the big reason why they were there. Yes, he missed. That sucks. I thought it was a fair penalty call. I thought the referee was good, and he missed it. That hurts. Less than 10 minutes to go, plus stoppage time. I mean, no doubt, that's the that's the game. But Avila Hurtado is a big reason why Monterey was there in the first place. Full credit to Tigres, in my estimation, as I watched that game. They deserved it. They are the best team in Mexico, as I watched this all season long. You know how it is with the Clausura and Apertura, only 17 games. Sometimes a team might stub their toe a little bit. They're not going to have the best record necessarily. Doesn't make them not the best team. This is not a 35-game schedule or a 38 or a 34 like MLS or a 34 like the Bundesliga. This is a 17-game mini-season, right? So sometimes team stubs its toe a little bit at the beginning or loses two games in a row. They may not have the best record. Doesn't mean they're not the best team. Tigres is the best team in in Mexico by my by my eyes, I guess, for lack of a better word. They're deep. They got everything. And uh, my fearless producer Mario Reyes and I were talking uh, in the break, and he's talking about Gignac, Andre Pierre Gignac, just becoming a legend if he isn't already in Mexico with his post game interviews. Just basically dropping the mic, Mario. On yeah. how he feels about Tigres in and Mexico. his Spanish is flawless. Well, there you go. Oh yeah, mine is not. So we don't uh, <laughs> dabble in it too much here on Soccer Weekly. Geniac was saying how uh, Tigres is the only team that matters right now in wow. the Mexican league. Well, I mean, you and know, dropping the mic. <laughs> Look, I mean, uh, there's a, there's plenty of teams that'll disagree with them, but go take away the title from them. You know, they won. And whether it was the heat of the moment or whether he really believes that in his heart of hearts, which I think he probably does, they're really good. Tigres are really good. And you cannot take that away from them. That was a fantastic match. If you got thoughts on League MX and the final, I want to know. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. You got the, some thoughts on the MLS Cup. If you're just joining us, we broke that down. Toronto FC, really, if you really look at both matches, there was some very interesting football played by the champions in those matches. And, boy, I would love to see that type of a game, like a Toronto FC Tigris. I mean, we've seen some good, really good series of late in the last few years. Now, Mexico's won them, and MLS has to get over that hump. But you got to remember, in CONCACAF Champions League of late, the last few seasons especially, you're not seeing the Liga MX sides run over MLS teams. No, stop. These are not 5-1 on aggregate by No. There have been some fantastic series going back and forth between the two nations. And I really see a lot of similarities. Not so much in the style necessarily, but just how good Toronto FC and Tigres have become. And they are. And really, it's over much of the same time frame if you really start to look at it. Between those two clubs. And that's just fantastic. I I am really looking forward to the upcoming CONCACAF Champions League and, and just oh, building up to what I love and so many people do not, and I just cannot figure it out. This is something that has baffled me for the last few years, and I just can't quite put my finger on it, and it is the Club World Cup. And I know some of you are already rolling your oh, here we go with the Club World Cup. Here goes that home. Man, I'm telling you. You are missing out. 
You just are, especially if you love football. Look, I know some of you listen to the show because it's just great radio. You don't even really like soccer. I get that. You might be a Laker fan. You can appreciate fantastic radio, so you listen to this show because we're entertaining here. I understand that. But for those of you who truly love the beautiful game, like the vast majority of my audience does here in Southern California and around the country at ESPNLosAngeles.com or the podcast, Soccer Weekly, I get that. I don't understand. I don't understand how you cannot embrace the Club World Cup, and I'll explain coming up next. And includes my favorite club in the Liga MX. You know who I'm talking about. Soccer Weekly brought to you by Puente Hills Toyota. Get your new 2017 Toyota Camry LE at Puente Hills Toyota. Check them out, PuenteHillsToyota.com. Dave Denholm, you and Soccer Weekly here on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. I'm getting a lot of tweets at Talk Soccer about the musical selections of Soccer Weekly this week. Well, it helps when you have the two coolest men in radio working on the other side of the glass and Michael Funches and the great Mario Reese, the producer of Soccer Weekly, they know what they're doing. Don't no. None of my friends assume, or fact, frankly, even people I don't know on Twitter, none of them are going to assume the uh, uncool dude like I am, the old man, would ever know what this stuff is. So, little capital cities for you. Of course, it's capital cities. A little Chromio. Ah, Chromio. He and I had breakfast not that long ago. I'm kidding. <laughs> No, of course, but I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. All of you tweeting in how great the music is. Thank you. And it's all about these two dudes that are handling that, and I appreciate that. The great Michael Funches and Mario Reyes. Good team here going on Soccer Weekly. We are the best soccer radio show in all the world. I mean, you know, come on. It's not even close, let's be honest. Look, there's some people out there giving it their level best, and I enjoy listening to them. No shame in that. But this is Soccer Weekly in the home of world football, ESPN LA 710. 877-710-ESPN, the number to get involved, 877-710-3776. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. We appreciate that. All the love being shown there. If you've got questions, comments, anything we've been talking about. And what we are talking about now is something that I just don't understand from you, the soccer diehard. I, again, I'm not talking about the dude at work who occasionally, mockingly, slightly, that slightly little, the mocking undertone starts to talk about soccer with you because they know you love it. Or even if they're trying not to be a jerk about it, but you just kind of hear it dripping from their voice that they don't really like it. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you, the diehard. How in the world can you be constantly avoiding the Club World Cup? Now, but Denholm, these games don't matter. Did you not watch Real Madrid busting their humps for 90-plus minutes earlier today? I did. Against Al Jazeera in the United Arab Emirates. The game was played, this particular game, this semifinal was played in Abu Dhabi. Did you not see Al Jazeera bust their humps for 90 minutes? Guess what? It mattered to Real Madrid today. Now, you can sit there and say, no, it didn't. Yes, it did. I watched and Real Madrid worked their tails off to come from behind and win 2-1 over the United Arab Emirates side that looked like they fully belonged in the Champions League. And I'm not talking about the Asian Champions League where Al Jazeera was successful. They can fit right into the European version that all you snooty soccer elite Euro snobs like to tout. Al Jazeera would have fit right in 
They went tooth and nail with the all-powerful Real Madrid, who put out a pretty darn good lineup. Yeah, you know who Real Madrid's goal scorers were? Cristiano Ronaldo and Gareth Bale. Have you heard of them? Funny moment there. I got somebody from uh, United Arab Emirates tweeting at me earlier. Uh, I think he lost my uh, kind of my sarcasm on Twitter because I was talking about how Al Jazeera was playing great, and then I said at the end of the tweet, I said, and oh, by the way, at Cristiano is pretty good at soccer too. And I had some a person from uh, United Arab Emirates tweeting at me like, LOL, he's one of the greatest of all time. Like, like no duh. Like, as if I didn't know. So, you know, and I understand Twitter sometimes it lost in translation. I get it. So I didn't come down hard on him, of course. But it was kind of funny because it's like, hey, uh, hey, Denholm, you idiot. Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the best ever, you more. Yeah, I know. I do happen to know that. I was kind of referencing it as a joke after Cristiano scored a beautiful goal. Unbelievable goal to tie that game. And by the way, guess what really screwed Al Jazeera? Yeah, the stinking video replay. I don't know how they called that second goal offside, and I watched the video replay time and time and time again on Telemundo. Telemundo, they ran, they they drew the line across on the replay. That the video replay, the, the referee went to video replay, looked at the same thing we were watching at Telemundo. And I mean, it couldn't have been in, in real time in the actual stadium. There could not have been a whisker, a cat's whisker of space between the offside and what could have been. And yet they still called the goal back. They reversed it. The call initially was goal. It was unreal. So I immediately tweeted FIFA how they need to change the video replay system. It's a joke, and you know that from me. But, man, Al Jazeera battled. How are you missing these games? And all I hear is people just dismissing, well, the teams don't care in Europe. Real Madrid, were they were working their guts out to win that game, and they deserved it. They played well and barely beat Al Jazeera. Real Madrid played well. I was impressed with the Spanish giant and the European champion. They played well against Al Jazeera and squeaked out a 2-1 win that they really were lucky to get. So what does that tell you about world football? Stop with this, oh, it's all about Europe and only the European teams matter. Al Jazeera fit right in. They did. Now you can sit there and tell me I'm wrong. I watched it. Did you? Did you see it? I've been watching the Club World Cup for years. I see Japanese teams over the years in it. They fit right in. South America, of course. Grêmio took on my team, and that's why it's time for one of my favorites. They took on my club from League Amex. It's the Toluca-Pachuca update with a whole lot less Toluca in this one. It's all Pachuca, baby. It's the Pachuca-Pachuca update. As uh, my favorite League Amex team went across the uh, the pond to the United Arab Emirates, for the Club World Cup and took on Grêmio in the semifinals. I watched that match, and uh, by the way, Omar Gonzalez played very well. But Grêmio do get a goal in extra time to beat my Pachuca. I thought it was a very interesting nil-nil up to that point. Both teams had chances. It was a well-played game, good pace. Certainly Pachuca was not over their head against the, the large Brazilian club, and Grêmio's tough, make no mistake. But Pachuca had their chances. Probably should have won in a regulation. Can't take anything away from Grêmio, though. They deserved it. They got the job done with a goal and stop in uh, extra time. So Pachuca is dumped in terms of win- you know winning the thing. 
They are at best they can do, I think, is a third place match. But man, again, I, I point to the same thing with the Real Madrid. Pachuca and Gremio were playing their hearts out. They wanted it. Why in the world wouldn't you watch that? I want MLS teams to go to the Club World Cup. I want to get up late at night and set my alarm if I have to. As it turns out, in the United Arab Emirates, for us on the West Coast, pretty decent. I was watching a game at 9 a.m. this morning when my plumber was in fixing my, uh, my new kitchen. And the plumber would not stop watching the game. My wife was actually, like, voicing, you know, it's a bad radio bit because I'm only lip syncing. But it's like she's like, he's watching the game. He's not really working. I'm like, what do you expect? It's Real Madrid versus Al Jazeera, and Al Jazeera's winning. Give the guy a break. Of course he's going to watch the game. It's beautiful. It's the Club World Cup. We all should be watching. But why wouldn't you watch Pachuca take on Gremio in a game that matters? I want MLS teams to be in there. I want my LA Galaxy to be playing Real Madrid in a game that you can't tell me doesn't matter because it's played in a StubHub Center and it's an exhibition match. I want it in the Club World Cup. Heck, I'll take Toronto FC playing in it or FC Dallas or New York Red, whoever. We should be shooting for that and stop denigrating the competition. Because let me tell you, Real Madrid, Al Jazeera, Gremio, and Pachuca put on a show for those two matches. They were not flying over there taking it easy. Cristiano Ronaldo, when he kept... whoever Mario, check who the goalkeeper was for Al Jazeera before he got hurt. They actually played two goalkeepers. I think it was uh, oh El, Sa- El-, El Kasaif, I think is his name. El Kasaif, uh, the first goalkeeper for Al Jazeera, he was standing on his head in the first half against Cristiano Ronaldo and, and Real Madrid. He made four or five world-class outstanding saves, and he was ticking off Cristiano Ronaldo the first 45 minutes. It was awesome. And if you're telling me Cristiano Ronaldo didn't care, you should have seen after he scored. And all the frustration he had in the first half was swept away by a great goal that he scored in the second half. And then to help Christian Bale score in the second half to win it. I think his name is El Kasaif. He played a brilliant match in that first 40 then. Then he hit it. I think it might have been an knee injury or something, but he had to go out. And the backup goalkeeper played pretty well. So don't tell me Pachuca went over there not to win. Ali, Ali Hasaif Hasani. Oh, he was great. Yeah, he has Hasaif on the back of his jersey. That's the, the name he used. He was magnificent. And I know who would tell you that. Zinedine Zidane, Cristiano Ronaldo, Garrett, they would all tell you that. He played magnificently till the injury. It was a great match. And the Gremio Pachuca match that went to extra, that was awesome. And I, look, by the way, they're not paying me anything for that. I'm not like a spokesperson for the Club World Cup. I just love beautiful football. I love soccer that matters and competitions that we can really look and watch and have fun with. And if you're a, a diehard football fan like I am, you're missing out and it makes me mad because you don't have to be. And that's why we should be striving for MLS to succeed in the CONCACAF Champions League so they can take that next step into the Club World Cup in games that matter. This show matters, and Pachuca, my team in Liga Amakis, they fall a little bit short. But I got to give them credit. They played a great game. Gremio's a worthy opponent, and it was a fine match. So, again, not happy with a loss. Don't get me wrong, but a good effort there. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. You want to hit me up on Twitter? We, we uh, do the show on Twitter a lot like in terms of, like, 
you know, week in, week out talk and conversation and we keep it going. We tell you when the show is going to be. We tell you where it's at in terms of, look, we got the Lakers here. 710 ESPN is a giant, right? ESPN LA 710. It's a giant here in Los Angeles. So we've got the Lakers. We've got USC basketball. We've got so much going on that we, you have to follow me on Twitter at Talk Soccer sometimes to find out where we're even at. So do that. Again, at Talk Soccer. Instagram, Dave underscore Denholm. It is Soccer Weekly. We have the most fun segment, the segment that blows up each and every week here on the podcast, on the show itself. Everybody loves it. Stoppage time still to come here on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am David Home, and you are hanging out of the home of world football here in Southern California. It has been a massive week around Southern California football with LA Galaxy and LAFC. LAFC building through the expansion draft getting Walker Zimmerman into the trade. Galaxy signing a top-notch young defender. Not really that young. He's got a lot of experience. He's only 26, though. He's not, like, in his mid-30s. Jorgen Schelvik from Norway and the Norwegian club Rosenborg. You've been watching them in the Europa League, if you've been following my advice. I tweeted out, uh, people are talking about the, uh, you, you know, you don't see much of Rosenborg in America. And I said, the reason... Like number three hundred fifty-six thousand eight hundred thirty-two. Why you should, I love the Europa League because we get to see these kind of players and teams. And Shelvik will fit right in to uh, the Galaxy's back line and fit right into defending an MLS. It's a good signing. As it was for LAFC to partner up Laurent Simon from Montreal, who's going to have to bounce back. If you've been listening to Soccer Weekly for very long, and I know you have, thank you. This is season two. I didn't think Simon had a great 2016, or I'm sorry, 2017. I, I did not think so. 2016, he was magnificent. But it was a case, in my estimation, where it's a player who did not have his best year who can recover and rebound from that. And I believe Simon can. He's going to be involved with Belgium in the World Cup, but he will be a very good influence on Walker Zimmerman. And building forward. And who knows who LAFC grabs with that number one pick if indeed they keep the number one pick in the upcoming Super Draft. We don't know which way they're going, but there's a lot of heat on one particular player, young defender. And indeed, if that's the way they end up going, a guy like Simon and Walker Zimmerman and himself, they can all work together. So we'll see how that plays out. Long way to go for that. But it's been an incredible week overseas with the Club World Cup we were talking about. You had the Liga MX funny. You had MLS Cup going to Toronto FC in front of their home fans, and deservedly so, they're the best team I've ever seen in the league, with a tip of the cap to my LA Galaxy of the early 2010s. And that would be quite a battle. But Mario, now it's time for what everybody waits for throughout the whole show. Look, it's a jam-packed hour, but we always love to get to stoppage time. Great producer, Mario Reyes. Mario, welcome. Mario, we had some people you know, commenting about the music on Twitter at ah, Talk Soccer. More they, love about the music, huh? Commenting about the Banda music being ah, played. Yeah. Dave, who's your favorite uh, group in Banda? Oh, I, you know what? I just tweeted out that I would be telling everybody, once you asked, who my favorite band, Yeah. my bon- favorite Banda band is, uh, the Tigers of the North. <laughs> Tigers of the North. Yeah, isn't that right? Yeah. Tigres del Norte. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, of course. Tigres del Norte. Tigres del Norte, of course. Yes. I, I, I'm sorry. Me Tigers too. Of the, Tigers of the... Ti, Tigres del Norte, yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Gotta love that. All right. Where are we at, Mario? LAFC uh, new defender Walker Zimmerman was on with us last night on our LAFC expansion draft special. Now, L.A. is going to love this kid. Uh, he, he's a really cool dude. Last night he talked about his uh, two mottos when it comes to food. Check this out. Dave, what are you, your two mottos when it comes to food? First, Walker Zimmerman is a young man after my own stomach. I'll just say that. My two mottos, Mario, very simple. They uh, summed up in two words. Hot and more. Hot and more. That's it. Okay, why what, hot? What else do you need? Well, look, I like my food hot and my drinks cold. I don't, I don't love when you get that some, like, hot food okay. mixing with cold food. Like, if you want to keep them separate, I get like desserts. I understand that. Maybe even a nice little cold salad for some. But keep them separate. Don't mix the hot and cold. I love my food hot, and that's what matters, and I want more of it. I feel you. All right, Josie Altador has been celebrating every day with his Toronto FC teammates since they won the MLS Cup on uh, Saturday. And he just had to get up on the mic during their uh, celebration parade in the sixth. Check this out. We know. Oh, drops the mic, as you should, Josie. Good for you. I think we just found a new drop for the show, Mario. Which one? Yeah, that I'm TFC till I die. <laughs> what drop about, the mic. are you dumb, bro? Yeah, are you dumb, bro? <laughs> oh, we got to use that one. Because yeah. that one will f- that'll fit right in with me here every week on Soccer <laughs> Weekly. Let's go. Oh, we can use that for Soccer Hater Al, actually. That's where we'll there you go. That. There you go. All right, uh, Manchester City has a new Premier League record with 15 wins in a row. Yeah. City have now taken 49 points from just 17 games so far this season. These guys just seem to get better and better, don't they, Dave? They do, Mario, and it really, Pep Guardiola, look, I, I honestly, I was wrong last year when I picked them to win the title. They couldn't quite pull it off last season. I picked them again this season, and Mario, I'll go even farther. They had a game against Swansea to break that record today, Mario. An hour before the kickoff, one of my faithful listeners of this show and a fan and a friend of mine on Twitter... Okay. Ask me what's going to be the final score, right? Go look it up on my tweets. An hour before kickoff, Mario Reese, you check out that Swansea score and tell me that it wasn't 4-0. Okay. That I'm was check that out. 4-0 today. Nailed it. Bam. There you what go. What do I know? All I said, no, Josie. <laughs> Not in this instance. <laughs> That's going to be that is so good. No, called it. And look, Manchester City are at a different level in the Premiership right now, and that just goes beyond even the you know the fifteen in a row and ooh, leading now by you know double digit. They're not going to get caught. They are just at a different level in the way they play, and the the players that Pep Guardiola have brought in have seamlessly transitioned into this team over the last couple seasons. Kevin De Bruyne has been magical. Leroy Sané coming in. You got Gabriel Jesus. I mean, come on, the list goes on and then of course you have Sergio Aguero and David Silva, and I mean. Pep Guardiola has got this team to the point where I really do believe they are a threat in the Champions League now. Now, I couldn't say that about premiership sides the last few years, and you know why, because they just weren't good enough. And we've all discussed that, and we all know that. But Man City is different this season. Did they get a tough draw? You bet. Could they still win it? Absolutely. This team is really playing well. And i got to say, bringing in Kyle Walker, you know, the defense is, is certainly tightened up. That's going to be crucial in Champions League because you can get away with that in the Premiership against Swansea. They're awful. But you can't get away with that in the Champions League in the round of 16 and beyond. Doesn't mean they're going to win Champions League. It's a tough draw. 
but they have that shot. Yeah, it's been incredible. That was an incredible stoppage time. This has been an incredible week of world football here on ESPN LA 710. Once again, we had the LAFC expansion draft. You want to check that out? The podcast has been up now for almost 24 hours. Soccer Weekly, you can check out that podcast on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review it for me, will you? Do that for us here. I appreciate that. I am Dave Dunholm. He's Mario Rees. Thanks to Michael Funches. Thanks so much. You can check us out on Twitter, at Talk Soccer. But once again, go to iTunes. Give us a review. I don't care. I can take it if you hate the show. Give me whatever you feel. Like It's fine. Write it up. Yeah, that's fine. You can say that, Josie. You can write up the review. That's fine. Uh, once again, this is Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Dunholm, and you are listening to the home of world football in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710.